In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, on God, Amen. Amen. In the beginning, His Grace, Bishop Barnaba of Rome and Torino, and myself, we are very happy to be with you today and to meet with all the clergy here in South Africa. Also, we send the greeting of His Holiness Pope Tawadros. He is sending you his greeting and his love and his prayers. And all of us, we pray for the health and the speedy recovery of his eminence, Metropolitan Antonius Morbus. May the Lord grant him a complete healing and speedy recovery. And also, I am happy to be with Abuna Takla and Abuna Makla and all the fathers here. We will give a short spiritual word, and after this, we will open the floor for any question, anything you want to ask, we are here to listen to your questions. Let me read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received the mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bond servants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live all are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life is in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is 
but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The grace of God the Father be with all of us. Amen. In our ministry, we face so many challenges every day, either challenges from outside or even challenges from inside. Challenges from outside, like people not responding to the message, attendance is low, maybe some kind of persecution or discrimination from people who are not Christian, financial issues, and also from within, we can see people causing division among our congregation, or there is lack of love, lack of commitment, maybe also people bringing false doctrine and false teaching to the church. And sometimes with all these pressures and hardships and challenges, we start to fall in despair and we lose heart. In this chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, St. Paul mentioned the word, we do not lose heart twice. He mentioned we do not lose heart in verse 1 and also in verse 16. But the whole chapter is giving us reasons why we should not lose heart. Why, in spite of all the challenges around us, we should be strong, we should be hopeful, we should be steadfast, and we should not lose heart. So let us see what are the reasons. The first reason he said, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received the mercy, we do not lose heart. The first reason we should not lose heart, that this ministry, we received it from God. And God who sent us and assigned us to this ministry and appointed us, called us to this ministry. He is the one actually, he will provide for all our needs. All our needs, spiritual needs, administrative needs, leadership needs, financial needs, everything God will provide for it. When he sent the 12 apostles and later on when he sent the 70, he told them, don't carry anything with you. And after they returned, he asked them, did you need anything? They told him, no. He gave them power even over evil spirits. And the evil spirits, hearing a word from Peter or Andrew or Matthew, they actually were gone immediately. So we should trust God who called us for this ministry because he will give us the mercy and the grace we needed for this ministry. And that's exactly what he said here. Since we have this ministry, as we have received the mercy, we do not lose heart. That's the first reason. The second reason, we do not lose heart because we should be living the life of repentance all the time. How can I, who preach repentance to the people, I don't live the life of repentance? That's why in verse 2 he said, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame. What is the hidden things of shame? When I am hiding a sin in my heart and I'm not repenting about this sin, this sin brings shame to me 
in front of God and in front of myself. And if it is exposed before others, it will bring shame to me. But we as ministers of God, as his priests, as St. Paul said, we renounce the hidden things of shame by living the life of repentance. Yes, we are fallible. Every day we commit so many sins. But God gave us the repentance and the altar in which actually we wash our sins in the tears of repentance, in the sacrament of confession, and in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ in Eucharist. His blood actually purifies us and cleanses us from everything. What makes the person start to lose heart when he doesn't live the life of repentance? But if we live the life of repentance, Satan cannot tempt us with despair. Another point that helps us not to fall in despair, when we are faithful to the teaching of the church, when we are faithful to the doctrine of God. I'm not preaching my own gospel, but I'm preaching the gospel of Christ. He entrusted me when I preach. I don't preach my own words, but the words of the Holy Spirit that he will utter on my mouth. If I start preaching my own gospel, my own words, then I will be attacked by losing heart, by falling into despair. But as long as I am honest to the doctrine of the church, the teaching of the church, I will not lose heart. That's why St. Paul said, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. So when we don't walk in craftiness, when actually we preach the word of God in truth and not deceitfully, God actually will give us grace in the eyes of everyone. And when God gives us grace in the eyes of everyone, this will help me not to fall into despair or not to lose heart. One of the reasons that make us lose heart when we don't find a response. We preach, we do visitation, we do our ministry faithfully to the Lord, but sometimes we don't find a response. This makes a person lose heart. Am I doing my ministry in the right way or not? And St. Paul addressed this issue in verse 3. He said, but even if our gospel is veiled, veiled means doesn't bring the desired fruits. What is the reason? If I'm doing it faithfully, the reason is it is veiled to those who are perishing. Like the Lord Jesus Christ had 12 disciples and he was faithfully, wisely ministering to them. But for Judas Iscariot, the gospel was veiled was veiled, not because the Lord did not do his ministry faithfully, definitely not, but because it is veiled in the heart of Judas. He was blind to the word of God. He was deaf to the word of God. And sometimes the word of God takes time until it brings the desired fruit. So I should not lose heart. As long as I am preaching faithfully and truthfully, honestly, wisely, then the word of God will bring fruit in its own time. 
And if it did not bring fruit at all, it's because it is veiled for those who are perishing. As St. Paul said, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. God of this age is Satan, has blinded their mind, who do not believe. Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. And St. Paul emphasizes again what just I said. When we preach, we don't preach ourselves. We don't preach our gospel. He said, for we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus our Lord, and ourselves your bond servants for Jesus' sake. So we actually, when we preach, we preach the gospel of Christ, and we consider ourselves as bond servants, servants to the people. They are the children of God, and we are the stewards of God as bond servants to these people. We should not lose heart, because as we read in Genesis chapter 1, there was darkness, but by one word from God, let light shine, then actually God let light shine out of this darkness. So even if I am preaching to people who are like darkness, God who brought light from darkness, he can bring light in this darkness and shine on their heart. That's exactly what St. Paul said. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the Jesus Christ. So God will shine in our hearts and we will reflect the light of Christ. He said about himself, I am the light of the world. But he said also about us, you are the light of the world. How? Because we reflect his light. We are in ourselves our darkness. But God actually will shine in our hearts and then we will reflect his light on others. And in this way, will become light of the world. But why God allow things to be difficult in ministry? He told us, I will send you like lambs among wolves. He told us, the gate is narrow and the way is difficult. Why is that? St. Paul answered this question and he told us, when you see these challenges, don't lose heart. Because for a heavenly wisdom, God allowed us to go through this difficult time. Why? So we don't rely on ourselves, but we rely on God himself. St. Paul had experience. He had illness in his flesh, the thorn of the flesh. And he prayed and prayed that God actually may heal him. And St. Paul thought if he is healed, he can serve God more and more and more. But God told him, no. I don't want to heal you. Why? I want this healing for your glory to serve the people. God told him, no, you have so many talents. If everything with you is going very well, you will not rely on me. You will rely on your abilities. You will be exalted. So I want you to rely on my grace and you will see how my grace will be sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. So when I realize my weakness and I rely on God, then his power will be perfect in me. That's exactly what St. Paul said here in verse 7. 
we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Earthen vessels are very weak, not strong, not stainless steel. Earthen vessels can be broken easily. Why? That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. I know that I am weak. I cannot do anything. So I will rely on God. You know, when I feel that I am strong, this will hinder the grace of God to work in me. But when I realize I'm nothing, I am weak completely, I cannot do anything, and I rely on God, then His grace and His power will be made perfect in me. And He gave us so many examples about what He meant by earthen vessels. He said, we are hard pressed on every side, hard pressed from every side. When you imagine somebody is hard pressed from every side, he will be crushed. But He said, yet, not crushed. So yes, God may allow us to be hard depressed, challenges, problems, stressors, but will not be crushed. Who are perplexed, confused. What should I do? What is the right decision in, in this? Should I go to this village to preach or not? Should I open this church or not? Many times we are confused, perplexed. We don't know what is the right decision but not in despair, because God will guide us. God will open the door for us. Persecuted. Many times we are persecuted or discriminated against, yet not forsaken. Even if the world persecuted us, but God he will never forsake us. He promised us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Struck down. Sometimes I feel like I'm struck down by illness, by finances, by anything. Struck down completely, but not destroyed. God will raise me. As He raised ladders, He will raise me when I am struck down. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, as St. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, For your sake we die all day long. We die all day long. But Jesus, as he died, he also he rose from the dead. So yes, we are carrying the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. So as we participate with Jesus in his death, we will participate with him in resurrection. So we should not lose heart at all. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal body. We as clergy, death is working in us, but the people whom we are serving, life is working in them. We die so they may live. Here death, not spiritually, maybe physically death, we are exhausted, we are tired, we are exposed to illnesses, we are maybe emotionally exhausted, psychologically exhausted. Why this? For them to enjoy the life, the spiritual life of Christ. But this death that's working in us will turn into resurrection. Verse 13, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. Again, why we don't lose heart? Because we know that our faith is not in fables, not in fake story, 
not in superstition. We know whom we believe, whom we trust. We know who He is. He is not just God, is not for us a thought or ideology or philosophy. He is reality. He is in me and with me. I know who He is. That's why I speak. And in spite of all the challenges I speak, in spite of all the difficulties that we face every day, we will preach. We will not lose heart. We know who He is. He is the life. He is the resurrection. He is the way. Knowing that He, God the Father, who raised up the Lord Jesus, will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. So we, we know who Jesus is and we know he rose from the dead. Then even all this death that's working in us, we don't pay attention to it because we know we will be raised. For all things are for your sake, that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. When the life of God is working in you, and you experience the grace of God in your life, for, and I'm speaking about the people whom are serving, how the people whom are serving moved from death to life, then they will give thanksgiving to God, they will glorify God. Then our ministry at the end will be for the glory of God. Because now everybody who are glorifying God because He supported us in our ministry and they are glorifying God because He moved them from darkness to light. He repeated again, Therefore we do not lose heart. Therefore we do not lose heart. One of the things that make us lose heart when we age, when we get older in age, and we are not in the same power as when we were in our thirties or forties. And St. Paul addressed this. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Yes, from outside, I'm getting old, I'm getting ill, I'm getting sick, I'm getting weak. But the inward man, no. The inward man is renewed day after day. All of us, we saw His Holiness Pope Shenouda in his old age, in his 85, 86, 87, until he passed away in 89. The, the body from outside is getting weaker and weaker every day. But from within, the inward man was stronger and stronger and renewed even 10 days before his departure. And, and the body was so weak but he insisted to come and meet with the people and preach the gospel. Because the inward man was very, very strong. And we commemorate his 11th memorial this month. May the Lord actually rest his soul in peace and make all of us benefit from his prayers on our behalf before the throne of God. And he concluded this chapter by two beautiful things. He said, number one, our affliction here is very light and for a moment. But the glory that we will receive is very, very exceeding glory and eternal. 
So yes, if the affliction is light and for a moment we can endure it because this will give us more exceeding glory which is eternal. For our light affliction which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Another thing he mentioned also about why we should not lose heart. He said we should not look at things that are temporary here. These are perishing, but we should look at the invisible, the eternal. Why we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The affliction is temporary, but the glory is eternal. So, for all these reasons that he mentioned, maybe 10 or 12 reasons he mentioned in this chapter, we should not lose heart, even during the time of hardship, even during the time of affliction, even during the time of the challenges, we should not lose heart. But we put all trust in God, who gives us this ministry, and He gives us mercy, and He gives us the grace, we should not lose heart. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Amen.